Today, welcome to Hope Center. I am ex I'm really excited to be here today. This is, uh, it's, I feel it's going to be a fun message today. There's going to be some challenging things, but it's going to be a fun message. So first I'd like to just pray. Father God, just thank you for all of these people that have come here today. I just pray that our hearts are open, that uh, we just hear your word and that uh, we learn that it does make a difference and that we learn to love each other better. In your name we pray, amen. amen. So many of you know Stan has a celebrity dog. His name is Jake. Jake's a German shepherd. He's a rather large one and rambunctious one from what I hear, but I think it's time that Jake shares the stage with my dog. My dog, his name is Obi. He is a, it's short for Obi-Wan Kenobi, which for you guys that were thinking, I'll just tell you. So he is like your typical German, or a golden retriever. He is friendly, he's happy, he just, if you will start petting him, he'll sit there for hours and hours and hours and expect you to pet him. However, for some reason, a gene got crossed in this dog. This dog thinks he's a watchdog. And so if you were coming to my house and you were to knock on the door, he would come running at the door full speed and he would bark and he would growl and he, you would think he was going to tear your hand off. Until I opened the door and I said, Obi, it's okay. And then he would be <laughs> just all over you, jumping on you, trying to pet you to pet him. So, but one of my favorite things to do is I'll, we'll be sitting around the TV, TV or something. I'll just kind of go like this. He runs to the door and he <laughs> takes off and he's barking. And then he comes there back around, and he comes around the corner, and he's like, what? What are you doing to me? What, what, what's going on here? Why are, why are you doing this? Now, another thing about Obi is Obi likes to pout. He's a very big powder. He's, he's, he's actually really, really good. He's exceptional at it. So at a time like that, if I say, I said, Obi, settle down, or Obi this, he just gets up and he runs and he scurries underneath my bed and you can hear him clawing underneath to go my bed and then he'll stick his head out and he'll kind of poke his head out and he looks and he's he's looking at me like he's just looking up with his eyes and you look away and he's going I think he's looking at me like do you love me and there's there's a slide of Obi we'll show you Obi there's Obi that's after my son went away to college over at uh, spring break I don't really know how he got in there like that, but um, that's my dog. So as I said, you'll see he's kind of got his eyes closed, but he'll look up like this, and that's when he says, he'll look at me, he says, do you love me? Now, I know he's a dog, so he can't really ask that question, but he is looking at me like, do you love me? How can I tell that you love me? How can I tell that you love me? If I asked you, do you love me? How do I know that? Now, if I go over here and I look at Mike, how do I know Mike loves me? Does Mike let know that I love him? He's making funny faces at me, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> how does someone look at me and see that they love me? How do we know? Do we, they really know that? What if I take this mirror here? And I hold this mirror up and I look at all of your faces. Look over at this side of the room. I saw yours, Kurt. I'm not going to. There's Tim. I saw yours too. I know you love me. So. But how do I know you love me? I'm looking at your face. How do I know you love me? 
When I think of this, I, there was a bunch of questions I thought about this, of love. What does it mean to love? So I just wrote a few down. It says, is it okay to love me? Is it okay for me to love you? Who do you love? How do I love? Does love end? When do I love? What does love look like? Does it hurt to love? If you love me, then why am I sad? Why am I hurting? Does it cost me something? Does love have conditions? Does it have limits? Does it have boundaries? Do I love unconditionally? Do I have to love you? What if it hurts me if I love? What if someone doesn't have the same color that I have of skin? What if they're a Republican? What if they're a Democrat? What if they're a poor person? What if they're a rich person? What if they go to a different church than I go to? What if they just, they're unlovable? What if they cause me harm? Do I have to love those people? Do I have to love my family? You know, the Beatles sang a song, it, it was all you need is love. All you need is love. Maybe that's all, maybe it was that simple. Maybe it was that simple that all we need is love. But if that's it, then it's sometimes hard, isn't it? Isn't it hard to love sometimes? Sometimes we just, we find something where it just seems hard to love. So I ask, do you love me? When I look at you, I wonder, do you love me? When you look at me, do you wonder, does he love me? So who's asking that question? Who is asking the question, do you love me? Now, I'm not really asking that question to you. I'm not going to Mike, do you love me? I'm more, Mike is looking at me. He's asking himself, does Jared love him? So it's somebody, I, I want us to get that in the picture. I kind of want us to turn it around to, to look at, not me asking the question, it's somebody looking at me, looking at my life, looking at the way I treat other people, the way I live, asking the question, do you love me? So maybe one of the people that, that asks us is God. Maybe God is, I think God is one of the people that will look at us and say, do you love me? Deuteronomy 6.5, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul and with all your strength. Matthew 22, 37 through 39. It, it repeats this Deuteronomy verse again. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So again, we see the Deuteronomy passage repeated. But he also says this is the first and greatest commandment. He also adds to love your neighbor, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. So maybe, maybe the Beatles were right. All you need is love, as long as that love is focused on the right thing. As long as our love is focused on God, maybe that's, maybe that's all we need. Does God look at us and he's wondered, do you love me? How many of us can say that God will look at us and say, yes, I do love you? But God's looking at me. Do you love me? Who else do you think is on this list? Who else would be on this list? Now, you're missing this blank on there, so the next blank is world. You can just write world and, and just add a blank in there. But 
the, what I mean by the world is these are people that we just come in random contact with. People as maybe I leave the church today, I'm walking along to my car and I just pass them and I say a few words to them or they just see me. We don't even speak to each other. They're just people maybe in a shopping line that we see or just out shopping, out somewhere that we see that they're just people we don't really have a relationship with. They're just people that, we, that are random. What do they see? Do they see someone that's angry? Do they see a person that doesn't love them? What, what does it look like on our face? Do they see someone that doesn't really have time for them? Don't want to be around them, doesn't want to have anything to do with them. They see someone that's scary that maybe they're afraid of. Or do they see someone that wants to spend time with them? That you just are one of those people that I, I really want to get to know that person. Someone that, that, that just loves them. Someone that's just a loving person. So what do they see? They're asking, do you love me? Let's see what God has to say about some of the things of the world. John 13, 34 through 35. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so that you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. John 15, 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. So what does the world look at? What do they see? When they look in your eyes, what do they see? When they look at your face, what do they see? When they look at the way we conduct ourselves, what do they see? Do they see love? Do we love one another? Now my wife likes to tell me, and some of my employees in the past have told me, they say, I'm just this big scary guy that I'm scary, that I'm intimidating, that uh, I just don't look very lovable. Now, I'm aware of that, so I try to not be that way. I'm, I'm not really an outgoing person, a little bit on the shy side, but I, tr I know that about me. But I think once people get to know me, I heard some laughs and they're like going, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but that's the persona that sometimes I give off. So I, I ask myself, do, do, do you love me? Do I know that people love me? A few weeks ago, we were on a hiking trail, and we passed a guy on the, on the hiking trail, and my son went to me, and I, I, you know, I said something to him, but I go, God, Dad, that was pretty awkward. That was, um, you need to work on your social skills. <laughs> so I, I but I, I thought about that, and I, I was like, okay, here's this guy that passed me, I'm, he's in the world. Does, does he know that I love him? What did he see? I'll never know. I'll never know what he, what he says. But do we even think about that when we are in the world and how we conduct our lives, how we live our life? That, do we even realize that people are looking, people are watching, people are thinking, do you love me? You know, in John 15, 12, let me just repeat that. It says, love each other as I have loved you. What kind of world would we live in if we, we actually lived that out? What kind of world would it look like if we loved each other? You know, it made me think of love God, love people. You heard that last week. Many of you that have known Stan, we, you've heard that before. And you're going to hear it again today because I wrote the sermon, so I know what, that know what I wrote. But does the world wonder, do you love me? 
Do they know that? Do they, do they see that? Can they see it in my face? Can they see it in my action? Can they see it in the way I live my life? Does it make a difference? So there's other people on this list. Who else is on this list? Who else would be wondering, do you love me? My family. My family would be one. What I mean by my family, I'm, you know, your wife, your, your, your brothers or your sisters, your kids, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, whoever it is. But I also want to include to be all of you. I want to say it's your church family also. Those people th that, are, that I'm close to, that I have a relationship with, and these, the people that are supposed to be nice to me. <laughs> people that are supposed to like me. The people that are, in general, you know, I'm nice to you, so I'll be nice to you, and I think I'll love you. So let's see again what the, what the Bible says about this. 1 John 4, 20 through 21. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. 1 Peter 1.22, now that you have purified yourselves to, by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. Notice that there isn't, it doesn't say if so-and-so is nice to me, then I can love them. Just simply as, I think it says again, love God, love people. There's no conditions I didn't, I, I, when I look at this, I don't see any conditions of this. And I, I see a lot of us will say we love God, but then do we really love our brother and our sister? You know, it says in 1 John 4 that we're a liar if we do. So are we a liar? Is it true that we're a liar or do, do you love me? Another verse, 1 John 3, 16 through 18. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can, you love, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. So a lot of you, I think you were good with when I said love God, love people. But now this sounds like, are you willing to give up your life for someone? Think you're going, okay, okay, pastor, I'm good with that. I'm good with, with loving people and saying the words. And, but you want me to lay down my life? You want me to do what? Now, I didn't make these words up. This is God's, God's word. This is the Bible saying that. Saying that that's the kind of love we should have, that we're willing to give our life for our brother and our sister. So do you love me? As your family looks at you and they're at wondering, do you love me? Now I read these words and a lot of us will say we leave the house in the morning and you know I tell my wife, I go, goodbye, I love you. Say goodnight, goodnight, I love you. Tell your kids I love you. We're really good at going through the words and saying the words and doing the things. What do our actions say? Do the things we do show that we love them? If someone's looking at my life, they're watching me, and they see how I interact with God, and they wonder, do you love me, my family? 
do what they see as an example of love. When, you, when I talk to my wife, when I talk to my kids, when I talk to my employees, when I talk to those around me, do those watching see love? Or do they wonder, do you love me? Maybe they're looking at me saying, do you love me? Like, you're treating these people this way, so do you really love me? Because if you do, then why are you hurting me? Why are you yelling at me? Why are you mad at me? Why don't I want to be around you right now? So do I live my life in such a way that people will look and say, do you love me? Looking at verse 18 of 1 John 3, it says, Dear children, let us not love with the words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. So let's love with all we have. Let's not just go through the motions, say the right words, but let's let just all of our life be that way. Jesus loved us so much, he died on the cross. I don't know how you could suffer any more than that, dying on the cross. So can't we do the same? Can't we die for at least our family, for those that are nice to us? So does it make a difference? I ask again, do you love me? Who else is on this list? Our neighbors. Our neighbors are on this list. So do I have to love my neighbors? What if I don't like my neighbors? I think we have to love our neighbors. I have to do it anyway, tough. Look at Romans 13, 8. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another for he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. My fellow man, what do you think that means? When I, I looked that word up and, and uh, my fellow man, that, it translates into everybody. It's not just those, uh, you in this room, my fellow man is everyone. We're to love your fellow man. Another example to uh, talk about loving your neighbor is the story of the Good Samaritan in Luke 10, 25 through 37. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to paraphrase it. This section starts out with, again, repeating Deuteronomy 6, 5. It, of the loving the Lord your God with all your heart and all your might and all your soul. And then loving your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus tells this story, then he goes on to tell the story. You guys know the story. So there was a man going on a road. It was a dangerous road. There was lots of robbers and lots of bad things that happened on this road. And so he's going along. And he, sure enough, he gets robbed. He gets beaten. All of his money's gone. Gets thrown in the burrow pit, um, left for dead. So he's laying there on, on the side. Here comes a, here comes a priest. Maybe it's a pastor. Maybe it's somebody like me. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's Stan. He's walking along. He sees the guy, and he just goes like this. And he looks away, and he's walking, and he just keeps walking and leaves the guy there. Then a while longer, someone else comes along, and they see the man. This is his neighbor. This is maybe somebody that's, that's, that's a close friend of his. Or just, it's, it's somebody like us in the church here. And he sees him and he does the same thing, walks and looks the other way and goes around. So then a while longer, here comes another guy. This guy's a Republican. He's got a big NRA shirt on. He's got a card. He's probably got a gun strapped to the side of his hip. I think he even voted for Trump. <laughs> looks at this guy. 
And he walks over to him and he realizes that I think he's a Democrat. Actually, I think he's even a Muslim. Further that, I think he's an illegal immigrant. So what does he do? He picks him up, takes him, bandages him up, puts him in his gas-guzzling car, drives him to a hotel, goes to the manager and says, will you take care of this guy? Will you take care of him? I'll, I have to go on for a while, and I'll be back in a few days. And here's some extra money. Take care of him. And then if I owe you anything more, I'll come back and, and pay that. Now, my wife hates it when I make those extremes like that, when I give the two different people. But I made that point to show these are people that do not like each other. These, this, is, this is how much in this story that these people weren't supposed to even talk to each other, be around each other. And yet two people that would help them, should help them, you would expect to help them, just ignored him and walked by. So Jesus asks in this story, he says, then who is my neighbor? Who is the neighbor of this man that was left for dead? I think we easily would say it's the Republican, the NRA member, the Trump voter. I think that's who we would say that who the member was. So yes, we're supposed to love our neighbor regardless of who they are. Yes, we're supposed to love our neighbor if they, if they go to a different church. Yes, we're supposed to love our neighbor even if they have a different color of skin. Yes, we're supposed to love our neighbor even if they're an illegal alien or a legal alien. Yes, we're supposed to love them what, with whatever. Even if this person thinks they are a purple unicorn, we're supposed to love them. So in this story, was this person looking at this, this Republican going, do you love me? Did he see in his face, do you love me? When someone looks back at me, do they, do they ask, do you love me? And do they see love? I'll say it again, love God, love people. Now we're at the last point of our blank, of our last blank, and this one is our enemies. So who is our enemies? You know, last night, Pearl Harbor was on TV, and so I watched that, and, and there was another show that we watched on after that. And it's, it's, in wartime, it was easy to identify our enemies because they would have different planes. They'd have different emblems on their planes, and so you could identify our enemies. But is that still the case? It's not necessarily the case, but maybe our enemies are someone that just doesn't agree with us. Maybe our enemies are someone that just doesn't believe the same as us, so we treat them as an enemy. Maybe our enemy that just someone that hurts us or continues to hurt, hurt us. Or maybe it's someone that doesn't agree with us or tells us no. Maybe it's someone that doesn't let me have what I want or I don't give them what they want. Maybe that's our enemy. Maybe we were brought up in a home where just because a person looks different than you, you were told to hate them. Some friends in the South, and they, they have twins, and that's kind of the situation going on there. One twin is, I would say he's prejudiced. The other twin loves everybody, has kind of adopted even a, a, a black family, that single mom and a kid without a home. So what is it that makes people your enemy? It's just because someone's different than me? What about my wife? 
Is my wife my enemy? Or my husband my enemy? Or my kids? You know, I was probably saying no, but why do we treat them like that sometimes? Why do we treat them like our enemy? What about our coworkers? If we don't, then why do we sometimes murder them at the water cooler? Illegal immigrants. I've mentioned that before. A homeless person, a street person, a person addicted to drugs, the person that thinks they're the purple unicorn. Who is your enemy? We could keep on going with the list of potential enemies. There's a long, long list of what we could think of our enemies. But let's look at what Jesus said. Matthew 5, 43 through 45. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father in heaven. He causes this sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Notice that last line. Sun shines and it rains on the good and the bad. It doesn't discriminate. Love your enemies. Love God, love people. Keep bringing those words up and, and it seems simple, but it's not. It's just not. When someone hurts me, I'm probably just like anybody else. I want that person to pay. I want revenge. I want that person to hurt just like I'm hurting. I want them to feel the pain that I'm feeling. Treat them like my enemy. So I've got another story of loving your enemies. There was a slave that uh, he was so entrusted that he was given control of the household by his master. So it came upon a time that once they needed another slave, so they took this slave and the owner, they, the owner took him to the, this market to buy another slave. And they were looking around at the slaves and they saw slaves and they were looking for the strongest and the youngest and the best slave they could find. And here this, this slave, let's just call him Jack. Jack found this old man, this old weak man, wasn't good for anything. Said, this is the one, this is the one we need to buy. And the owner was like going, what? Are you crazy? This guy's good for nothing. He can't do any work. Jack said, nope, that's the one. So reluctantly, the owner bought him, took him home, and they went to work, and the owner noticed that there was twice as much work being done as before. So the owner was curious. He goes, what's, what's going on here? Why is this the case? So he went and he watched, and he saw Jack doing the work of two people, Jack was doing the work of himself and of the man. And what he also noticed is that the man was resting. He was lying down and resting. And then Jack would bring him the very best food and feed him. And so the owner went to, the, to Jack and he said, what, what's going on here? He goes, is this your father that was sold into slavery? And he goes, no, somebody I owe much more than that. And the owner says, well, was it your teacher? He goes, no, it's not. So the owner's puzzled now, and he goes, well, then who was it? He goes, it's my enemy. The owner goes, your enemy? What do you mean your enemy? He goes, this is the man that killed my father, sold my mom and my family into slavery. So I owe him much more. And I'm a Christian, and I am a disciple of Christ, and I take the, his word serious. And he taught us to love our enemies. And that's why this man was treating this old man like this, because he looked at him as his enemy. Do we love our enemies? 
When enemy looks at us, do they wonder, do you love me? Something I've started doing a while back, and it's, it's simple, is what if we even just started simple of just praying for our enemies? Somebody that doesn't agree with us, someone that we just don't quite get along with, somebody that we, we just butt heads for some reason. Started doing this several years ago, and, and it's funny. A lot of these people now are some of my best friends. And it wasn't a problem with them. It was a problem with me. It was a problem with how I was looking at them. They probably were wondering at themselves, does Jared love me? And they're probably right, I didn't. I'd like to say I got that all figured out, but I'm pretty stubborn, and I still have some enemies. I still have some people that I need to pray for. I still need some, have some people that, I'm, I'm, I, that wrong me, and I, my flesh kind of takes over. I have a hard time loving my enemies. You know, the series is called What Difference Does It Make? Does love make a difference? Does it really make a difference? You know, think of Obi as he looked at me with those eyes looking at me. Do you love me? Now, when I had this mirror, did you notice when I was looking at it, I was standing off to the side looking at you. But what if I turn this mirror around and I look at myself? I look at myself and I ask the question, does God know that I love him? Does my family know that I love them? Do my friends and neighbors know that I love them? Do my enemies know that I love them? What does my life look like? What does my life look like? Do I know? Do it, can I look at myself and say, yes, I do love them? Other people look at me. Do you love me? I don't want to be that big, scary person. I would like it if people could look at me and look at my life and sit, leave no doubt he does love me. I want to look at John 13, 34 through 35 again. It says, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so that you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. I think it does make a difference. Jesus didn't say just love these, this group of people. He said love all of them. As he has loved us. He loved all of us. When I was writing this sermon, I, was, I had the music on and I wasn't really paying attention to it, but all of a sudden I just kind of paused and there was this song that came up and that's why the worship band's up here. And it was Mandisa's song, Bleed the Same. I really don't like the song, but um, I was listening to it and I go, these words, this is kind of what I'm talking about here. And so I asked Jim to come up and play this and... Um, so they're going to play this song and then I'll come back up. Of hatred, some heartache. 
if you think that it's all good, then we're mistaken. Cause my heart is broken. Are you left? Are you right? this song now. Jim did a great job. <laughs> I like it much, much better than the, the original song. I just want to repeat some of the verses. They were up on the screen, but I just want to repeat them, and you'll see them again on the screen. It says, are you left? Are you right? Pointing fingers, taking sides, when are we going to realize we all bleed the same? We're more beautiful when we come together. We all bleed the same. So tell me why, tell me why we're divided. If we're going to fight, let's fight for each other. If we're going to shout, let love be the cry. Only love can drive out the darkness. What are we fighting for? Can we let love be our cry? Can we stop fighting? Can we make a difference? Can it start with us? Can we answer that question, do you love me? When I look in the mirror, do I see love? When people look at me, what do they see? Do they see love? Love God, love people. Can we? What if we did? What if we did live our lives in such a way that there is just no doubt that people do know that I love them? Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this morning and um, I just pray that we can go forth and just love each other better, that we can live our lives in such a way that it is just filled with love, the love that you have for us, the love that um, just express that love for one another. For some of us that maybe we, don't, we need to take the first step and we need to even just let love, God know that we love him, that maybe we need to um, say yes to God, that we need to trust God and we need to say that, um, God, from now on, I'm going to love you and I'm going to follow you. So if there's anybody in this room, if you just want to raise your hand and look at me and just say yes to God, I'm, I'm going to say yes to you and I'm going to start by loving you. I see you and I see you. Father God, just thank you for these two that have said yes to you and just thank you for loving us and just help us to go forth and love each other. 
In your precious name, we pray.